Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains. And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. Good morning from the Conqueror Gang, broad-eyed and bushy-tailed. 8.55 on the AM dial, free CR, community radio, Concrete Gang, oldest running show in the world, I'll say. Uh, this morning, the griller is away, so we have got the Bald Eagle. How you going, Bald Eagle? Yeah, going good. The griller's down with the spicy cough, so... I've... He's got the spicy cough, has he? Yeah, so come to, come to give him a chop out. Oh, you know... He's a bit crook, he's an old soul so. Well he's been busy on the phone Handing out, giving me orders left, right and centre While he's been off So He wouldn't do that No <laughs> Old Chairman Mayo would not do that And on the on the line, obviously the World Cup's going on So we've got uh, On the line we've got Nigel Davies form, Former National Assistant Secretary If I've nailed that right Morning Nigel Good morning Captain. Good brother, good What's happening, my friend? How is retirement going? Retirement is going well. I don't know how I found the time to work, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, mate, that's it. I'm hearing the old grey nomads are moving around a bit now at the moment. This... The grey nomad, this grey nomad is actually, as we speak, um, sort, sorting his van out and he's catching up with a couple of other grey nomads in um, Alex Paddock and Peter Clark this afternoon. <laughs> I figured that. I figured that. Obviously, we got Nigel on this morning because when Nigel was with the CFMU, Nigel and Alex Taddick, Alex from our safety unit, they went over to Qatar and had a look at what was going on there with OHS. Obviously, it was in today, it was, or yesterday, it was reported from the World Cup that 400 construction workers died. That's what they reported yesterday. So, 
I thought, so what was the state of the joint when you went over there, you and Alex? We sent the A-team over there to fix it up. The funny thing is, Alex couldn't get on a job here legally, but he's allowed to go on jobs in Qatar. Qatar. Look, um, um, and, and all the listeners out there and, and you know, anyone who knows Alex, he's, uh, he was an angry ass at the best of times, <laughs> as, as we well know. So, um, yeah, we had to, have a, had to have a bit of a word with Alex and sort of <laughs> me, otherwise we'd be still in Qatar now. He's doing for for uh, four years later or whatever. Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of a rundown on what happened and how the unions got involved, the international unions got involved, and, and we're, we're affiliated with the BWA, uh, with the BWI, which is the Building Woodworkers International Union, um, uh, along with the ETU as well from Australia. There's hundreds of other unions uh, that are involved trying to help them out. So if, if we go back to, you know, 20... 2010, when uh, um, before this got awarded to Qatar, Australia had a vested interest in there, and a lot of the listeners know this because we we went to the 22, uh, 2022 World Cup uh, along with Qatar, and also the favourite at that point was the US. So when um, so, so when they come out and you know the, the 2022 World Cup went out to, uh, to Qatar, there was there was a massive surprise and. Um, and as we found out a little bit later, three of the FIFA officials that have been got at as it with, with bribes. And understanding with some of the reports out there now that uh, there's one of the officials that got bribed around about the, around about the 15 million US dollars this time. So, Ooh, that's a kicker. Why a big caravan with that? That's the kicker. You know, that's a, that's a massive kicker. But um, the, the bottom line is, you know, the World Cup has been has been filled on the blood, sweat and tears of, of, of um, exploited migrant workers. And thousands of those never made it home to their foreign country while, while trying to provide, you know, just, just, just uh, uh, for their family and their loved ones in their homeland, you know. So for that, you know, we should never let FIFA live this down and, let, and, and never for them to, to ne- never forget about it. And, you know, FIFA should be getting the red card themselves, which we had a campaign uh, many, many years ago. and. and um, uh, your co-host, the, gr- uh, the gorilla, he was uh, he was a big part of this. I'd say we were going back about seven or eight years ago in Melbourne that we that we had a bit of a red card campaign against FIFA back then. But um, just just on that, then, so what 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 actually happened? And, and um, I don't know if uh, you're trying to explain about the kafala system uh, over there, which is a, a, a massive problem in in, in the Gulf uh, in the Gulf nations. It's, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, go into a break. Yeah, go, go through it. We've got time. Okay. So, so, so basically, the companies um, then started. They wanted labour because they they haven't got the population in Qatar uh, in order to have the construction workers and, and all that. Now, you've got to bear in mind now that the the World Cup is going to be viewed. You know, it's got to be the highest viewing of 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 any sport in, in, in any any time in the world. They, they reckon they're estimated about six billion viewers are going to be watching the World Cup that's going on as we speak now. Now, Qatar also sort of said that they were, it was going to cost them just to hold the World Cup around about uh, around about the five hundred billion uh, Australian dollars in order because. It wasn't just stadiums they were building. They had to build cities. They had to build roads, rail. Yeah, they had no infrastructure, did they? It was the whole none, lot. None, none whatsoever. So, so um, you know, so, so they were starting from scratch, really. You know, from you know, the, the main city there is Doha, and you had the cities. So, so basically, 
you know, when we got there in early 2019, so nearly four years ago uh, next month, there was only a, a start of a stadium in the middle of the desert, and then all the roads and rails were getting built out there. So, so, so the work was was um, was huge, you know, to, to have that sort of doing in 12 years from being awarded the, um, to, to host the cup. So, um, what, what, in order to get the uh, workers there, they went all to a lot of the poorer nations. So you're talking uh, Nepal, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, Philippines, um, many African countries as well. And what they set up was, I suppose, the best way to explain it. They set up labour hire companies in those in those companies in those countries, promising the world. And, um, and 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 the official number we got from these people, what they were offering these people, was round about the wages were, were going to be round about 200 to 250 US dollars a month, plus your accommodation and all that. Okay. So these people were jumping on that because you, you bear in mind these are poor nations now, so, and and. You know, these workers, when they leave home, they, they send probably more than half their wages back home to keep the family going. And, and that's the extended family. You're talking mum, dad, grandfather, grandmother, and, and all the kids and all that sort of stuff. That's what they did. Now, a lot of these migrant workers as well, knowing that they were going to get this work in, in, in Qatar, and that, they, they, do, um, uh, they got some loans in their home country in order to keep the family going while they went away. Now, when they landed in Qatar with this kafala system, and it's, uh, with the kafala system, probably the easiest way to, to, to explain it, it's like a sponsorship. It's like a company sponsor, uh, sponsoring an, an employee to come into the country. But the only thing over there is when, when you're sponsored over there, you, you need the permission of the, of the employer to come into the country, the permission to stay in the country. You need their permission to change jobs, and you need permission to leave the country from the employer. So basically they take your passport as soon as you land in that country. So you're in track there uh, and, and you're a slave. You're a slave to that company. So this is, this is happening and, and these, um, all these workers who were going over there, they were, they were literally, they were, they were hoping they were going to get some good accommodation and they were going to get around about the 250 US dollars mark. Now in some cases, there are some people who haven't been paid for six months at all. Yeah. But they're still yet to go, uh, go to, go to work. So, I saw, I saw on the news a few, half of them, a heap of them got kicked out of the country. No wages and kicked out of the country. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an absolute. It, it, it's been an absolute disgrace. So well, I'll, I'll fast track a bit on how we got involved. So, so there's uh, an international trade union uh, um, committee which was, uh, which is run from um, Belgium, from Brussels, and we were lucky enough. Probably it's going back about eight years ago, and some, some, of, uh, some of the listeners might remember, and it was Sharon Burrow. Sharon Burrow was running the, the, the head of the National Trade Union, and, and she did a uh, flying visit into Qatar with some hidden cameras, and it got on to, I think, the likes of Four Corners or, or something many, many years ago, and it raised a big stink back then. So it's credit to her and, and her organisation that they got in there initially and, and really kicked up a, a bit of a fuss. And that's where we come in. So, so then um, uh, Sharon and, and her team got the BWI involved. And the BWI is uh, it's, it's one of our own, um, Dave Noonan. He's a big part of the Asia Pacific uh, of the BWI. So Dave went over there, I'd say about I'd say six or seven years ago, to have a look for himself along with some 
Danish unions, the German unions, I think the, the, the union from the UK as well. And they created this thing, uh, um, so, so we'd be going there, uh, you know, and doing some side visits with the RHMS. Now, what FISA and the, uh, the Qatari government did then was they went into a bit of damage control because of all the bad press they were getting, and they, they established this um, committee that they called the Supreme Committee, and that Supreme Committee was going to look after the stadiums only. None of the infrastructure, just the stadium, because... Um, yeah, just to basically save face of the FIFA and the Qataris of the government because of all the crap that was going on there and the conditions that these workers were working in and living in, you know. So, so this Supreme Committee was uh, was formed and then that's where Alex and I, uh, we, we got the invite to go there and do um, and do some safety walks uh, and the like. Now, it's, um, you know, the, the reality of it is, and, and, and the Qatari government and certainly the Supreme um, uh, commission uh, that we were dealing with didn't know that we, we Alex and I landed in the country about three days earlier, met up with um, with two organisers in the country, and they showed us the real what was going on because we knew once we were going there, we were, the red carpet was going to uh, going to be rolled out in the stadiums and all that sort of stuff, and everybody was yeah everybody was sh- everything was shrink, you know, but. Um, uh, what was going on out there was uh, we went to a couple of places, they call them um, like the industrial centres where, where the micro workers live out of town, so they're probably about half an hour, an hour bus ride out of town, so they're out of sight, out of mind. And, and, and literally it's just like a, a shanty town basically built of, of shipping containers and they lived in there and in the shipping containers, so you're talking... You know, in a in, in a normal sized bedroom, you probably have six to eight beds, and what they call is hot bedding. So they'd be working ten to twelve hours a day, six to seven days a week. And as when we were there, when the buses were coming in, and, and they had the shift change, so these guys are coming, you know, jumping out of bed to go to go and do the night shift, whereas the guys on the on the day shift are literally just jumping in their beds right away. And oh. and this was this was common. You know, that this was really really common. Um, so, massive, massive problem uh, um, in, in the whole area. Now, as far as the health and safety uh, goes, and, and, and this is where we've got to understand now, they've sort of put a press out, like um, uh, the Guardian put out that there was 6,500 migrant workers that probably lost their lives during the, during the building of these games over the last 12 years. Now, the Qatari government have since put out, I think, four or 500 people that you just said, Camper? Yep, 400. Yep, 400, all right. Now, I'd say the, the, the figure would be closer to that 6,500 mark, and, and that's without exaggeration, because what they were doing was they, they, they had deaths on site, yes, you know, the calls from heights and all, but the biggest killer over there was, and and, um, and the saddest thing for some of these poorest nations was, when, when the bodies are coming back to, say, Nepal or whatever, they say cause of death, not natural causes. Now, the natural causes were, um, you know, a heart attack, heart failure, cardiac arrest and all that sort of stuff. Now, how on earth can a 20-something-year-old or a 30-something-year-old have all these sort of heart failures and all that? And, and what they found out today, because in the summer months over there, it gets temperatures up to 50 degrees and they were still working on it. So, so their bodies were failing when they were out of work. So when they were resting, and that they were, they were literally having a heart attack, these 20 or 30-year-old kids. 
And you, I saw some footage of, like, obviously in, in them camps. You know, imagine in that heat, in them sort of doggers, and, like, there was, like, you couldn't even move in the thing, what I saw, the footage of it. And, yeah. the, the like, just the state, and you could just see, like, how bad it was. You go back of, to sleep in the shipping container. Yeah, you know? and cook. No air con, no nothing. Yeah. No, it, it, the conditions were absolutely horrendous, you know. And, and um, so, so the things that we did, we just made sure that there was enough water bubbles on the sites and stuff like that. And, and that's, you know, because um, like the, some of the workers were saying, they you know, sweated everything out. They needed water in order to, so they can sweat some more, you know. Uh, otherwise, you, you, the, the heat is sort of starting to work on your vitals. Another another couple of workers were saying, like, that they, um and I didn't know this, and, and, and maybe some of the uh, some of the listeners would. So, some of them were experienced sort of, um, you know, when, when they were going for a piss or something like that, the piss was foaming up, and they're going, "What's going on?" So they go to the doctor, and what was actually happening? The kidneys were starting to fail with the heat. Fucking hell, that's, that's a disgrace, isn't it? They're not even getting water. Like that's just fucking so yeah, low. Especially in, in, in those conditions, you know. So, so I think. Nepal has got a lot of stuff on, uh, and the, the Nepalese did a lot of work on this because all, 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 all the, all, you know, the people are coming back in literally body bags of pine boxes and just saying natural causes. Um, so therefore, the company wouldn't have to pay any compensation to the families because it was the death was natural cause. It's an absolute disgrace. You know? And. and, and um, It should have, yeah, and like, like you said, like natural cause, and you're not, they're not on big money, and then they do all that, then they rob them, and they're robbing the families, you know, like, you, it's, oh, it's just oh, an absolute disgrace, and it's a blight on the whole world, I reckon. It's, 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 it's an absolute shocker, you know, and, and it's, um, uh, a big shout out to the Socceroos, obviously, uh, um, hopefully, you know, as this goes to where we're going through into the quarterfinal, let's hope so. <laughs> After beating Messi and this Argentinian team, but um, we'll see how we go. Big shout out to the Socceroos because they put out a message before they went there and, and they threw out a solidarity to all the migrant workers in the, uh, you know, that have built this um, World Cup. Now, a few of the other European countries as well tried to sort of get involved and they were kind of aware of the, you know, the rainbow armband and, and all that, but they've since, they've since pulled back on that because they were going to get a yellow card. Now, come on, you know, if you're going to have a go, have a, have a dip, you know. Like these, these soccer players you know, are out there and they're earning you know, millions of dollars every year, you know, probably, and, and, and there's all these um, uh, migrant workers that are given, as I said before, their blood, sweat and tears and, and, and in some cases their lives for these guys to play this game. You know, like, have a go and look after the workers because, uh, you know, the, the soccer players themselves, and I know with the soccer rules now, they're all part of a union. Yeah. You know, they're, they're workers themselves. Yeah, so then, then it's all about that solidarity. Yeah. We can get a big message out there, and, and even those as construction workers on site and stuff, you know, come Monday or Tuesday when we're in the smokerage, we can have a talk about it, you know. We can, we can get a red card on our smartphone and get a couple of pictures out and make sure that this, the FIFA, you know, we can never let the fuckers forget about this, you know, what, what, what they've done. And I saw them, like, they were bragging on the thing I was talking about, how what the changes they've brought in, and like, bringing a, you know, a, an award. Like, but they've done that after it's all, all after the work's the been done. And, you know, like you said, Nigel, we've got to remember, 
we do those roles on jobs. We're concreters, we're steel fixers, we're scaffolders, we're whatever. Them people that did those jobs in Qatar died doing those jobs. So we could watch a soccer game on TV. It's well, how's how they fudge the numbers from six and a half thousand to four hundred, thinking four hundred is acceptable anyway. That's not <laughs> acceptable. You know? Yeah, you know, as, as, as we all know, one death is faster. You know, it, it's it's way too much. One death is way too much. But, but for them to to try and fudge it to you know five hundred, you know four five hundred, and think that's acceptable. Trying, it, it, and they think that's acceptable, exactly, you know. Yeah. And and um, and they're only putting that out there because obviously they cop the uh, they cop the six and a half thousand sort of thing. But we've we've only got numbers, and we only we only had a bit of influence in the actual stadiums. And I believe there was ten stadiums, ten or twelve stadiums being built. Yeah. You know, what we what we can't forget as well now. You know, the World Cup is going to come and go real soon. You know, another two weeks, it's going to be done and dusted. Migrant workers are going to be still there because part of the deal with the Qatari government was a lot of these stadiums now are going to be pulled apart because the way they were built, they were, they were built like a uh, like Lego, if you like, uh, some of the stadiums. They're going to be pulled apart by the migrant workers after the World Cup. And a lot of uh, and the stadiums are going to be donated to some of the poorer African nations. Mm. Now, let's not forget, you know, like once the World Cup has come and gone, there's bad press and all that sort of there. Yeah, once we've gone, what's going to happen to those migrant workers when they're doing the dismantling and the demolition of those fucking stadiums? Yeah. And the other, the other thing to go into, too, like to remember as well, and, um, you know, all the, like, we're talking about the deaths and all that. We're not talking about how many people got injured. We've all been on jobs and seen people get injured. The record, there would be records on that, it would be astronomical the amount of people actually permanently injured from them jobs. You would, you would never get the true figure. Yeah. We would never get the true figure, and and um, look, we've all got, you know, we've all got our, um, we've all got our shit bags here, you know, and, and and they keep their LTIs low and all that sort of stuff in order to get the next contract and the like. They were no different there, you know. They had the big boards there, and you know, LTI for the, to, you know, uh, lost time injury for the, for the, uh, for the month of November and zero. Yeah, come on, pull yeah. the other one. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nigel. Obviously, we're going to cut to a track, but mate, thanks, thanks for your time, mate, and um, hope you enjoy and say good day to the rest of your no grey nomad, nomad gangs. I, I shall indeed. I will pass. Uh, I'll pass on your best wishes and um, yeah, keep up the good work. But uh, ask your listeners, ask the members out there. Red card for FIFA. We'll do. We'll we'll start that. I'll get that started. Good on you. Cheers, brother. See you, mate. Boom. That was Nigel, so we've got to be quick because obviously we chewed up a lot of time with Nigel and it was good stuff. So we'll probably just go straight into Scallywags. First of all, just remember it's picnic picnic day this weekend, so get the family down Monday, go to your local picnic, the gates open at 9.30, trains are running, all that. Melbourne showgrounds. Melbourne showgrounds. Um, you'll get a proof of attendance, so obviously once you get that proof of attendance, your employer has to pay you, so make sure you've got it. And there's the regional ones in Ballarat, Bendigo, Geelong, Gippsland, Shepparton, Wodonga, Port, Portland, so everyone's covered. And the other one, quickly, we've got the BLF Store Wards reunion. That's at the Limerick Hotel in North Melbourne on the 11th of the 12th at 12 o'clock. Sweet. So then, boys are having a drink. So, what's the first scallywag we got, brother? Ooh, we've got we've got a few. Ooh, we were at Rhyme and Health the other day, and they're trying to bring the industry back twenty years. They're putting the sheds, portable sheds, up on the top deck underneath the counterweight of the crane. 
Well, and we obviously had that incident years ago where the um, Cannaweight landed. I was work, actually working next door to that job. Cannaweight came through, hit the alley mac while I jump jump in the crane or bring it down. Hit the alley mac and it went through three levels of car park. It looked like a bomb had just been dropped yeah. on that job. Alley mac was ripped to shreds, hanging off the side of the building. And Rhyme and Health are just they just want to put the industry back twenty plus years and think there's nothing to see here. Come, move on. Come over from New Zealand. We're gonna keep going. So Rhyme and Health. Um, what other ones we got, brother? Old oh, Shano from Pace. He's, uh, his answer to safety was to call the cops on us, basically. So that's how Join we treat the club safety. There. Yep. Um, what other ones? Uh, We've got A2B Group. A2. Um, they're trying, they've quoted a job, EBA rates, up and doing the flood recovery work at EBA rates, and they're trying to pay the blokes um, $42 an hour. But they're paying the blokes in town the proper rates, doing the same work, but they were trying to rip them off and undermine our. EBA. Also, the what they've been doing is charging the Aboriginal co-op up there for PPE for the blokes. Yeah. So that's yeah. on the John Ling's rec- uh, flood recovery, isn't it? Yeah. Flood recovery. And the boss he's from he's from that part of the world. He's an Indigenous bloke, so he's trying to rip off his own mob on so, government government funded work. Government funded work, and he's priced a job on EBA rates. So he's won it on our rates, and he's trying to pay the he's blokes. He's pocketing out. the extra every week, every hour, basically. Every hour. What other ones we got, bro? Uh, quickly, quickly. What else? Uh, obviously, South Australian government haven't mate. They're whinging about because we put CFMU signs on the trams. I think we're going to be able to blow up the world. I tell you what, everyone in South Australia now knows who the CFMU is. So thanks for that. Join up, join up. What other ones, mate? That's about it. We got is uh, uh, C C I G um, the boss out there. A blo- the shoppies and shout out to the shoppie. His mother is. Uh, a family member oh, passed yeah. away. This is shocking. This is absolutely shocking. Uh, the boss wants him to go get a stat deck to prove that his mother's passed away so he can pay him. Because oh, he needed a couple of days off. He needed a couple of days off. That's low. And another one, uh, shout out to our shop steward, Dario. He brought up a oh, mental... Yeah, he's that's on, correct. Yeah. He's on a job in Truganina. Hutchie's job, Bernie. Yep. No good. Brought, brought up... Uh, a bloke had mental health issues, brought it up to the boss, and he attacked him. The boss attacked him. Attacked him. Pushing and shoving him. Pushing and shoving him and trying to belly him. It must have been yeah. a big belly because Dario's got one. Good on Dario keeping his cool and holding his head together, you know. So, yeah, bad form from them. And obviously, I've got to say, we've had a big win. And I know we're rushing through it, but we had a big win. The ABCC passed on Friday through the Senate. IR bill. On Thursday night, the IR bill. So, they're gone. So... I'm going to nominate them for Suki Lala because every boss in the world will be crying. They try, and we'll go into more depth next week. But yeah, we've they, sort of been hamstrung for time here. So we? obviously, but we'll better. Who are you going with? Oh, I would say. Oh, I'm going guitar. We've got a guitar. Guitar yeah. at the top and ATB group. Yeah, you know, ATB group ripping off the indigenous blokes on government jobs. It doesn't get much lower than that, does it? I'm going to roll them over to next week, and yeah. I'm going to say guitar we'll after listening to what Nigel was saying, and you know it was a great report. Yeah. So. So we better go out. The and same what about op- Suki Lala? Oh, Lala. Shane Pace, ringing the cops. That, that's his answer to safety. But there's the- a lot of bosses crying about... The- Shane will be crying now the ABC's yeah. gone. He'll be definitely crying. He'll be sitting there <laughs> sucking his thumb going, please, please, the, the bullies are back. <laughs> so he, he'll be frothed. He'll, he'll good, a, good. He'll, he'll suck for a month. That just shows how good we are going with the ABC's. So, yeah. Yeah. All good. So we'll nominate... I'll say I'll take Grilla's line... Um, it's my show and I'll do what I want. So I'm saying the ABCC. Sweet. Um, all right. So we'll go out the same old way. Dare the struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight. You lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. Hope to see you at the picnic.
Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Go with the fellas, whatever the weather. We got drinks with umbrellas. You got time to wine, keep them down in the cellar. We got time to shine, do that shit at Coachella. Throwing brunches and lunches, lunches and crunches. Living life in abundance, don't really worry about nothing. Then I pull up, hop out, wave at that cop now. Stop sign, ran that, oh that fine, that's not out. And hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. Miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. Oh, oh, oh. My life is incredible. Miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. It's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque. You got your girl a new handbag. I'm living like I got my land. I got them tin tans and bintangs. Chewies and skip hands. Very vocal as my girl. I tell them all my big plans on how we head to Bali smoking Cuban cigars. And we fuck up the party like acoustic guitars. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.